Yo, what's going on everybody, it's 941, New Wave Radio, New Wave TV, we back in the building, we here, um, hopefully everybody had a great day today, beautiful day, it was nice outside, it wasn't too hot, it wasn't too cold, but it was jacket weather, you did need a jacket, you needed a hoodie, you know, you don't want to get sick, like my grandma said, this is pneumonia weather. I ain't see a person catch pneumonia yet, but she said this is pneumonia weather. Pneumonia weather. You can get sick out here dealing with this weather. She's right though. You can get sick dealing with the cold and um, dealing with the heat. When it's like that, too warm, nice outside, little breeze. Sometimes people want to wear a, a shirt with they with they jaw open, show their chest. You know, mate, wear a tank top. You might think it's still summertime, but it's not. People do get sick in this weather. I don't know about the pneumonia, but people do get sick. They catch colds. They catch bad colds. Some people catch colds that last longer than a week. That's a bad, that's a bad cold. You know? So this is that weather that you got to be very careful. You got to... um. Have something on under your shirt, under your jacket, whatever it is, whatever the case may be. Put a hat on your head, cover your head up, you know. You, you're going to get sick. You're liable to get sick out here if you're dressing under, if you're dressing for messed up. Let's put it like that, man. Yesterday we had a decent conversation about Daniel Jones and the Giants. We even mixed it up with some of that. Takashi 6 9 Lord have mercy Takashi 6 9 That young boy Is out there doing what he doing It's crazy So we're going to talk about that Um, The, the point spread I, I told you guys we're going to talk about the spread Of the Tennessee Titans And Jacksonville Jaguars that should be a good game. Jacksonville's 0-2. Tennessee's 1-1. Somebody got to lose. If it be a tie, I'll be like, whoa. But, you know, we had one tie this year. I think Arizona got tied up. So we had a tie. We had a tie in the, in the, in the, in the season. At the beginning of the season, it was a tie. That's football, though. It's an unpredictable sport. You never know what's going to happen. You never know who's going to get hurt. You never know who's going to win. You never know who's going to lose, who's going to cover the spreads, who's going to do this, who's going to do that. You know, it's very, very unpredictable. It's very unpredictable. But tomorrow, I'm going to go on a three-way parlay tomorrow, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about taking Jacksonville at halftime with the lead, I'm thinking about taking Jacksonville under 39 points, and I'm thinking about taking Jacksonville to beat Tennessee. Jacksonville by three. I think I'm gonna take that, you know, because if you don't, if I, I'm saying I'm looking at it like this: the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jalen Ramsey didn't throw in a towel. Jalen Ramsey said he wants to win. 
So Jalen Ramsey didn't bail on his team. He said, basically, come on, if y'all don't play good, I want to leave. He's not a quitter. That young boy is not a quitter. You know, a lot of people are talking about him like he's a clown and he's a quitter. No, he's not a quitter. He's just a young guy that's used to winning. He's been winning all his life. You got to think from Pop Warner and up, the young boy, all he knows is W's. So why is it that he got to come to the NFL, the biggest stage in the world, and lose every year? That got to be frustrating. So, you know, and when they had a chance to win, when they had a chance to beat the Patriots, they lost. It was supposed to be Jacksonville versus Philadelphia in the Super Bowl, but it was Tom Brady and the Patriots. They stopped them. If you remember, they called that pass interference. Tom Brady won the game off of a blown call. And they went on to win the Super Bowl. I mean, lose the Super Bowl to the Philadelphia Eagles. So, yeah, I'm going to take Jacksonville three ways tomorrow. I'm going to take Jacksonville to be winning by halftime. I'm going to take Jacksonville to cover the over-under and go under 39 points. Combined score should be under 39 points. It's 40, 2020. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. Um, and I'm going to take Jacksonville to, for the victory. I really might think about that over and under. I might take Jacksonville. I might not take Jacksonville. I might take them over. I don't know. I'm going to say, oh, I don't know. That's a tricky one. I'm talking about you saying 39 and a half points. You know what I'm saying? So they got to have, they got to have 30, they got to score 38 points. Under under 38 at least. You know, so it was, it was real entertaining yesterday. It was real entertaining today because I heard the Takashi 69 audio. I don't know how these people be getting in the courtrooms with all these devices, man, but it's some scary shit. They need to be worrying about how these people bringing these cell phones in court when they ain't supposed to be doing that. They worried about everything else, but not the the shit that's going over their head. Somebody gonna fuck around and sneak something else in there. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, this is real. This is crazy. Motherfuckers is in there bringing whole Canon cameras in the, in the courtroom. Like, don't be surprised if you see videos circulating of the ball on the stand. Let's not be surprised. Anything can happen. So today I heard the audio. They asked him a couple questions and shit like that. They talked to Takashi 69 and he talking back and he talking into the mic. Like that boy, like he built for this shit. They asked him a question. They said, what's your name? He said, such, such, such. I'm from Bushwick, Brooklyn. And you heard that shit sound like he was on the Summer Jam stage. I said, oh my God. I said, Lord, I said, Lord, turn this off. And my phone just said, <laughs> it froze. I said, Shh. I don't want to hear no more. I don't want to hear no more. Because this is crazy. They told Takashi 69 they said, how do you do the handshake? He said, I need two people. Then he did the handshake. They said, they told Takashi 69 they said, is the person that in the in this such and such in this courtroom right now? He said, yeah, he's right there. The other one's right there. They told Takashi 69, they said, what's his rank? 
he says such and such, such and such is this. Blah, 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 blah is this. And then he's that. That boy was spilling the beans. I'm talking about Wendy Williams, whoever say that, the tea. He gave, he dished the tea. He poured the tea out. The young boy, I don't know how he gonna be able to live with himself after this one, man. This was right here was beyond crazy. You know, because, you know, the stuff is coming out now. This, this stuff is like public records already. You know, so... These guys are already doing time. I'm saying the kid can still do 47 and a half years, but he has a pending racketeering charge, and they saying that he's the he's the bank of this shit. You know what I mean? So now my thing is this, boy. Like I said yesterday, they might have just said, "Listen, tell on them. We're gonna get them a case, and then they're gonna slam him with like." Who knows what? They said, we'll just give you 20. We'll just give you 20. Not 47. I mean, come on, dog. You could do 20. You young. You'll be home before you 50. 55. Won't even have no gray hairs. I, I, seen, that, I seen this, and I was like, I'm looking, because it's all over datpiff.com. And I'm looking on datpiff.com. I'm reading the transcript. And I'm reading through it, and I'm like, I'm just like, damn. Like, I'm not gonna sit here and I'm not gonna sit here and, and um. Oh man, I just really don't know what to say about that shit, man. It's just interesting, man, because the boy is down with them, and then said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna tell on them." Like, he's riding their wave. You successful because of them. They said, what did you, what did you, what was you, what was you getting in return for turning into what you turned into? He said, I got fame. I got, like, fortune. I, I got, they, they promoted me. He said, they snatched him up and promoted him. He 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 shot. He wrote. They shot the video. They bought a hunt. They bought a bunch of motherfuckers down with they set out there, on in Brook in in Brooklyn somewhere, and they shot a video. He ain't know none of them boys in that video, but they was just there because the the dude said, "Come on, my artist shooting a video. Y'all got fucked with him. He got rainbow hair." They probably was like, "What?" Rainbow hair oh, I gotta see this little motherfucker Let's see what he talking about You know what I mean And then they went down To the video shoot And that's what happened Said he told on Trippy Red But Trippy Red Ain't doing nothing He ain't even making No decent music Like why would you put That young boy involved In this shit man They said he told on Casanova Said Casanova was paying for protection. I'm talking about dog. This gonna be like a movie one day. This gonna be a fucking movie. This is gonna be a movie. Which director is gonna invest in this? 
this is gonna be a movie because the stuff they had this young boy because you know it was like it was really rehearsed he wasn't up there he wasn't up there just saying this shit this took months of time and time of rehearsals this was like a movie he had to get up on that stage and rehearse this stuff he probably was in his cell reading the put the, the shit over and over again. So this is what you say. This is what you say. I'm gonna say this. Then you gonna say that. This one I'm gonna do that. I'm I'm like at a point in my life where nothing surprises me. Nothing surprises me. I'm at a point in my life where nothing surprises me. N nothing surprises me right now. So when I see stuff like this, I'm just like, wow. Excuse me if you heard that in the background. That was my son. He was talking about my shirt. You know, wow. Only thing you can say is, whiz out. You know, this young boy came into the rap game disrespecting every rapper in the rap game. Do you hear me? He came into this game violating dude. And you know, guys gave him a pass. Guys didn't say nothing. They didn't like wild him up or nothing like that because they knew who he was with. They knew who he was with. They knew he was riding with some people that they ain't want no problems with. And he was an investment. He was an investment. So they knew who he was with. So the industry gave him a pass because of the people he was with. And I think the industry kind of made a bad decision when they let that young boy rap. Because now you got everybody probably thinking they could make the next dude like him. I'm talking about he came into this game disrespecting rappers. I'm going to tell you the one thing he said that was disrespectful that rappers across the world should have pressed him after he said this. Suck my... Every rapper that's supposed to be tough should have been got him out of rap. He shouldn't have even been rapping. You shouldn't even be able to say that loosely. But he was in, but dudes invested in him. So I get it. I get it. Dudes was like, yo, listen, leave him alone. That's us right there. I mean, yo, it's all marketing. I knew these dudes, these dudes knew, these dudes knew what they were doing. They knew that to, that this Takashi Six Nine kid was gonna sink his ship. They knew he was phony. They knew he was a fraud. They let him do all this bullshit. 
And now look at this shit. You know, not one time did them dudes ever say, yo, my, my, my nigga, like, yo, that's YG, what are you doing? Yo, that's YG, why you spazzing on YG like that? Yo, dog, why you in Houston tripping? Yo, that's, yo, man, you can't be doing that, that's Jay Prince town. Yo, my nigga, like, you in Chicago, man, that's chief in them, that's chief in them hood, what's wrong with you? Yo, dog, listen, what's going on with you? Why you in New York? Why you talking about niggas from New York? Like, we, we trying to run this shit different. So, you know what I'm saying? So, when these dudes was letting him get away with this shit, letting him do it, because he even said he was, they were invested in, they invested in him. But look, y'all should have seen this coming. This is my whole point. You dudes are so into the hood, y'all should have seen this coming a mile away. You should have said, yo, dog, listen, slow down. Let's change the whole format of what's going on right now because you're making us hot. By you talking like that, you're making us hot. You know? Not to mention they one of the biggest they one of the biggest squads in New York City. Then you got this bucket head on talking all this crazy shit. So now dudes is not trying to like press them or nothing like that. But dudes are, dudes people respect them. So they like on the strength, we're not gonna do nothing. We're not gonna say nothing. You're not going to say nothing. You got a couple dudes that was like, nah, fuck that. I'm fighting. I'm punching his face. But, you know, on the strength, nobody did anything. Because, you know, in the industry, everybody knows each other. You know? You know you know the ties from Bull, that guy. I don't even want to say his name. But you know the ties from the dude, from, from, from them and with Jim Jones? You know the Taj, you know the Taj, they was on, they had albums together. So everybody knows each other in the industry. And then, you know what I'm saying, then you got the people in the industry that are like A&Rs and stuff like that, and secretaries and whatnot, they see this shit. Salute to them, they got the real jobs. Being a rapper is dangerous. You can't even be a rapper. Why would you want to be a rapper? Why would you want to be a rapper? The A&Rs get the money. The publicists get the money. They don't even really do no work. They behind the scenes. I mean, A&Rs push the button, boom. Go ahead, hit that shit. Bop their head a few times. All right, yo, listen to this. It's crazy. We're going to take this, get mixed and mastered. We're going to get some money off this shit. The rapper puts in all the fucking work. Why would you want to be a rapper? And fuck around and be around some dudes that do that, that, that and, and then you be in a situation like the young boy. It is sticky. It's sticky over there. It's sticky over there, man. 
I'm, I'm talking about, we talking jail, dog. It's 2019. Ain't nobody supposed to be getting locked up no more. Nobody's supposed to be getting locked up no more. Jail is out the fucking picture. Like, it's all about money, cars, and, and, and houses, and jobs. So you on these records, you talking all this gangster shit, and all they do is play that shit back. Play that shit back. Play that shit back. Oh, wait a minute, what's that? They just throw that shit right back at you. I ain't fucking with that rap shit. Especially if dudes is gonna be on some, like, some lame shit like that. And not and by any means am I talking about the dudes that are he's testifying on. You know what I mean? Because everybody in New York knows somebody, and we all know some 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 of them dudes that's doing that. That's about to go up in, up top. You know what I'm saying? We know we know who's who. You know what I mean? We know we get it. We understand. I'm talking about the young boy with the rainbow hair. That was in court on that microphone, tripping. You know? On that microphone, tripping. We need to figure this out, dog. How we can turn this music industry great again. Where dudes can get money in a different way. Not have to worry about a motherfucker... Like taking your whole camp down. I'm talking about he about to take he taking the whole camp down. The squad is going like one by one by one by one by one. He picking the motherfuckers off. Cause all he doing right all he's doing right now is setting up a bigger investigation. By he giving up secret handshakes. He giving up stuff that you're not even supposed to be allowed to talk about. That should have been one of his motherfucking rules right there. Don't ever mention what we do on the side or what we do, how we greet. He did that. He fucked up. But, you know, it's, this is what it is. This is what it is. It's his situation. He's in that situation. He's in a sticky situation. Whereas though he might not even come home as soon as he think he will. I don't even know how he sleep at night. You know what I mean? And I'm sitting here, I'm sitting here telling you right now, the world, my podcast, that if you out there and you got some shit going on and you doing this and you doing that and you trying to make some money and you messing with the crowd and you think you need people to be down with you and this, that, and third, listen, 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 listen. Do your dirt all by your lonely. If you need to be in the music industry and you like, yo, it's hard. I got this hit song, but I just can't push it. Keep pushing it. Keep pushing it. Don't stop. Don't stop. 
And if you trying to push a project And you just like, damn, man, I need I need some help. I need some help. I don't know what to do. I need financial backing. Listen, forget all that shit. Put your shit out there. And you push that shit. Because you can't get down with all these clicks, man. Just to do shit. Just to be accepted. Just to hear your shit play. Outside in the car driving by with the booming system. You want your shit out there on that on that type of time. But you gotta wait or you gotta grind a different way. Because you never know, man. You never know. You get down with one, you get down with these group of dudes and they managing your music and they doing this and they doing that. And deep down on the on, on the inside, you just want to say something. But these dudes are already tapped in to something way bigger than you. They making money, they doing this, and they like, yo, let's man, look come here. Take you to the studio. Drop an album. Yo, you need some management? Blah, 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 blah. You down with us. And meanwhile, these dudes shooting everything moving. You guilty by association. You was there. That's kind of like his situation. He was there. He was around. He was sit he was with them dudes. Thank y'all for tuning in. Tomorrow is part three. We're gonna see what's going on with this kid, Takashi. So, um, everybody, y'all have a good night, man. Y'all stay focused. Y'all enjoy um the rest the rest of your week. Most likely, I'll be here tomorrow at nine. Tomorrow's Thursday. Then we got Friday. And we got the freaking weekend. I'm off on weekends. I'm happy. I ain't been off on weekends in years. I'm off this weekend. I don't know what to get into. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in, man. It's New Wave Radio, New Wave TV. Peace. What's going on, everybody? It's 9-10. Thursday, September 19th. Excuse me. Let me just light out of the way. Look like that light is in the way. It's Thursday. Shout out to everybody on the podcast that tuned in last night and gave their feedback. Um, the podcast is doing a little bit of numbers. It's been down for a little bit because I ain't been tuning in. Um, everybody that's on Instagram that might be tuning in might, might not be. They're not going to be here. Shout out to everybody on IG. Um, shout out to my peoples out in Canada. I got a big, I looked at the numbers today. Miami. Miami is deep on here. As we speak, I'm going through some stuff on my iPad. Brooklyn is always in the building. My listeners, my listeners, not this is not Instagram. This is Instagram is different from this podcast. My listeners were from Brooklyn. I'm from Brooklyn and my listeners I were at 9% my, of my listeners, out of 100%, nine of them 
were from Brooklyn two weeks ago. Now is at forty something percent. So Brooklyn is checking it. In New York, Brooklyn is checking in. Forty percent of my listeners are from Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn and Philly is deep. Outside of that, it's all about Miami, Atlanta, North Carolina. Shout out to everybody from North Carolina that's been checking in. We're going to get right into it. We talking about, I told y'all we're not going to dwell too much on this Takashi 6ix9ine shit. I'm not going to get that too much, in, too much, too, too, I'm not going to give that Takashi 6ix9ine situation too much attention. You know, so I'm going to end it like this. Takashi 6ix9ine still snitching. He told on Cardi B today. He told on Jim Jones today. He told on a few other people. This this podcast is about a little bit of everything. Tonight we're discussing um, hip-hop tonight. We're talking about reasonable doubt and Illmatic and only built for Cuba links. The purple tape. You know, which was the better body of work. So we're definitely not going to get into that Takashi 69 shit. And y'all can leave y'all comments on the podcast after I record and post it up. You know, this is pre-recorded. When y'all listen to it, y'all can leave y'all feedback. I know y'all like to shit on the young boy and hate on him and shit. That's cool. But I'm done talking about that kid. You know, he's doing what he do. Fuck it. That's his life. Thank God it ain't mine. But yeah, we talking about the Reasonable Doubt. One of my favorite albums is Reasonable Doubt. If not my favorite. I like, I can't even say that's my favorite because I'm such a Nas fan. I got to go with Illmatic. And then Cuban Link. And then Reasonable Doubt. You know, so Reasonable Doubt. Comparing Reasonable Doubt to 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 Illmatic is kind of rough because Illmatic was well written Nas was young he was hungry he was vicious and this is not about Nas and Jay-Z this is not is Nas better than Jay-Z it's, it's reasonable doubt better than, it, than Illmatic is reasonable doubt better than Illmatic yes or no that's all, that's all to it I think Illmatic is better than Reasonable Doubt. I think it's better. Production-wise, it's better. He had some classic producers on there. You know, Q-Tip was on there, One Love. Pete Rock was on that, John. From the beginning to the end, it was official. It was fire. There's nobody in their right mind that'll sit up here and say... Illmatic was trash. It's just not going to happen. It's definitely not going to happen. You can't say that. And the only person saying that is somebody that was born in 2000. 2012 or something like that. I mean, 2002 or something like that. But you're definitely not going to sit up there and tell me. Illmatic is whack. Illmatic is better than Reasonable Doubt. In my opinion. That's my opinion. We got Reasonable Doubt is one of the best albums ever. But can it match up to the Titans? Like, 
ready to die. Can it match up to the Titans? Can it match up? Can it withstand? Can it withstand the the big dogs of hip hop? Yeah, it was a classic. I like it, but I don't like it more than reason than 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 Illmatic. Definitely don't. Definitely don't. Definitely don't. You know he had. Jay had Jay had a lot of good Jay had a lot of good um he had a lot of good production. He had some real good producers on there. You know, Clark Kent. You know, them boys, them boys was going in. When they made that album, it was like almost like music to your ears, right? Dun, 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 dun. Reasonable doubt was fire. It was like a it was like a hustler's anthem. That whole album, like you know, what I'm saying that whole album, Reasonable Doubt was like for the like. It gave like it shed it light on a part of this a part of the culture that people wasn't wasn't responding to well. Like the drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? The dark underworld part of the neighborhood. You know, Jay actually painted that picture for you. He painted that picture of doing things on a baller level. How dudes with money was getting it. And they was in the club doing this and doing that. They in the streets, they doing this, they doing that. He painted a vivid picture of what the streets were like. So you gotta like Reasonable Doubt when it comes to the storytelling point of view. You gotta understand where Jay was coming from with it. He was giving you he was giving you his perspective. He was showing you what it was like from his from, from through his, from his eyes. You know, he definitely was. He did a good job at it. He did a good job. Then now now we're gonna back now we're gonna go forward and we're gonna talk about Nas was giving you a grimier a grimier album. Sometimes the rap game remind me of the crack game. His beats were tough. His story was crazy. When I was when I was uh, I went to help nothing Jesus. His bars were raw. It was different. It was a different type of vibe. Different type of vibe. You know what I'm saying? So Nas Nas was like the smooth criminal type the the grimy type John dudes but he was a cool looking dude army fatigue you know what I'm saying he gave it to you from a different from a different angle he gave it to you from a different angle so when Nas was recording his shit 
and writing. When I was writing and recording, you could tell that he was telling you a story of some of some rough or some of a rough upbringing. Wasn't nothing nice about it. A rough upbringing. Jay Z was giving you the struggle, a little bit of a struggle, but he was giving he was glorifying the money type vibe. Nas was getting gritty with it. He talking about stick up kids. He talking all types of shit. Then, then the purple tape. Then we get to the purple tape. Raekwon. I think that might be better than both of them. That Ray album might be better than the both of them. That was just a lyrical monster. A pro produced by a beast. And they made that joint purple. Only built for Cuban links. From the beginning to the end. The intro, crazy. They had, they had, they had um, skits that were very good and animated. Wu-Tang did they think. So you listen to that shit right there. That was fire. That was fire. It really don't get no better than that right there. That's probably one of the best rap albums ever. Might even be better than Biggie, Ready to Die. Now, for me to say it's better than Life After Death, that's reaching. That's reaching. That's reaching. Because Life After Death was, was, was flames. But this album, Cuba Link, could go down as one of the best albums ever. I'm not going to say the best. I should change that. One of the best albums ever. Ever. Gotta be top five. Gotta be top five. It has to. So when you think about it, the way it was, the way it was structured, the way it was structured, you know, it's a Wu-Tang Clan. It's Wu-Tang Clan, right? But it's Raekwon... Alright, it's Wu-Tang Clan. It's a whole bunch of these guys. But it's Raekwon's album, right? But it's a Wu-Tang album. So the way these guys built this album... Raised the face of this. We're gonna chime in with some bars. It's almost like every one of their albums is like a compilation album. With a bunch of artists on it. But I think that this one right here, this was like a this was like a comet from outer space. When this shit hit, it hit hard. That only built for Cuban links came to us like this. Smashed us. Son, it's time to move. Son, it's time to move. Dude, for 38. All that crazy shit they was talking was fly. Was fly. So when I'm comparing 
reasonable doubt to Illmatic to only built for Cuban links, reasonable doubt comes three. Cuban links is the first one. Illmatic was, was is the second one. People don't understand. You going off the brand. You just going off off the hype. When you listen to Jay Z, you saying, "Oh, that's Jay, that's Jay." A lot of people didn't. You, if you listen to Reasonable Doubt, you didn't really listen to it. If you think it's better than it was written or Cuban Links, I mean, Illmatic or Cuban Links. Excuse me. You didn't really listen to it. All right. I'm going to tell you how you didn't listen to it. Because Nas spit straight flames by himself. And he did. He delivered. He delivered. He delivered. It was a, like I said, it was a different type of sound. It was a different type of style. It was a different type of vibe. Then, then Jay-Z was glorifying the drug dealers and stuff like that. And the life that... A lot of dudes didn't, didn't know about. Some dudes did. But Jay was glorifying that. We understood it from where we from. From Brooklyn, probably. I would say Jay-Z core audience had to come from New York City, New Jersey. Cause back, back in the days, New Jersey really wasn't hip like that. So I would say New, New York, Philadelphia. New York, Philadelphia. But I would have to say Jersey too. Then you got Connecticut, Boston. That right there was Jay Z little little world right there. When we come to reasonable doubt, and niggas, motherfuckers wasn't listening to reasonable doubt all the way over on the left coast or down the south and shit like that. They couldn't have been. They couldn't have been. But I'm gonna tell you something. I'm gonna tell you this right now. When Nas dropped that Illmatic, the whole world heard that. The whole world heard Illmatic when it dropped. The whole world heard it. Right, that's what I'm saying. I remember sitting on the on a bench in Halsey Park, talking about Jay Z Reasonable Doubt. So you know what I mean. I'm I'm, I'm saying I'm saying that, like, we got it. But did the world get Reasonable Doubt when it first came out? I'm talking about when Nas. That's how you know you got a fire classic album when the world gets your shit. They was all Nas fans. But when that, when that, and then that's what I'm trying to tell you guys, when that purple tape dropped, it was a vibe. It was different. The whole world felt that. They felt that. They felt that shit in their chest. You can't not sit here and tell me you ain't feel that shit in the fucking chest. When, 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 when Cuban Link hit, it hit hard, dog. 
it hit hard. It hit real hard. I'm talking about you got songs like Ice Cream on it. You know what I'm saying? That that's what I'm trying to say. See, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Reasonable doubt they had to re-release it for it to get to for it to get exposure. People wasn't on Jay like that. They wasn't rocking with Jay like that. They wasn't rocking with him like that. They was not rocking with Jay like that when Reasonable Doubt dropped. Jay had his audience from where we was at. Right. 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 That shit was that shit was all over. It was different. It was different. That 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 that, that purple tape was different. That Illmatic was different. Reasonable Doubt People didn't catch on to that shit till later on. So you cannot say that that I don't know. Maybe it's me. Maybe I'm just into de in depth with it. You can't tell me that that's better than Cuban Link or Illmatic because the structure of those albums were just fire. Just too much. Too much. Way too much. That shit will destroy reasonable doubt. You know, I'm talking about RZA went in on that shit. RZA went hard on that, and him and whoever other any other producer that he had help him on that went hard on that. I like when I heard I like when I heard One Love, and when I heard it, I didn't understand the 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 the, the production behind it, but when I heard that Q-Tip produced that. I was like, whoa, you know what I'm saying? Because I hear him on the hook, one what, one love, one love. But then I said, damn, so I, you know what I'm saying? I'm looking at it, and it said, produced by Q-Tip. I'm like, whoa, Q-Tip produced that? That was fire. That was fire, dog. What up, kid? I heard it was rough doing your bid. When the cops came, you should have slid to my crib. Fuck it, black, no time for looking back is done. Please, man. Please, man. It was just too good. Too good of an album. And he was so young, spitting like that. That. Dudes ain't even understand the angle he was coming from. They didn't even know. You know, Nas hit him. But, but the, thing, the thing about Nas is now, if we want to talk Nas now... I'm disgusted with Nas now. Because Nas now doesn't give us the energy that Nas gave back then. It's like he's too relaxed and he's just stuck and he's good. He's doing whatever he's doing with his money. He's investing it. He's just doing this. He's doing that. You know what I mean? But I heard he got some shit out there that Mass Appeal records and shit but I'm gonna tell you that's not the same I wanna hear some Nas shit I wanna hear some hard ass Nas shit I listened to the Lost Tapes too, and I said alright yeah yeah that was fire it was tough but it just wasn't the shit 
You know, and I would love to talk to my favorite artists and just be like, you know what I'm saying? They need me. They need, they need me to sit down with them and talk to them. I would be like, listen, man, you slipping, man. Like, what's wrong with you? You got to put some shit out, man. What the fuck are you doing? Like, motherfuckers want to hear you. You know, and I don't think they got that in their camp. Like, they don't got motherfuckers to spice them up real quick. Like, no, look, man, come on, dog. You can't be fucking walking around here with ties and bow ties on and shit. You need to get down with that shit. Put that fire out. They call me Nas. I'm not your legal type of fella. Moet drinking. <laughs> come on, man. Come on, man. You know, come on, man. So, you know, when you guys leave your comments on the podcast, let me know what's your what's your favorite album that impacted your life, like that you you um you listened to, and when you first heard it, you said shit. Like you even know what you was doing when you first heard that album. You know what you was doing when you first heard that album? Let me know on the pot on the on the comments because a few people it's like the same people over and over on my on my podcast comments. They they showing me love. They saying stuff. They getting in there. And but let me know who what album. I don't even fuck if it was Houdini. If you that old, tell me where you was because I want to know what the vibe was like in the eighties. Sometimes I really, I like to hear stories from certain people. You know what I mean? I want to know what the vibe was like. What was you doing when you heard the Fat Boys or Liquid Swords? Where were you at when you heard Liquid Swords? Or where were you at when you heard Jadakiss' first album? You remember Jadakiss when he dropped his first shit? Everybody wanted to hear Jadakiss. But do you think he delivered that first album? I think he did all right. It wasn't what I thought it would be. Because, you know, you used to hearing Jada Kiss like, when you think of me, you think of a problem. Who, what, when, and how you going to solve them. Automatic or revolve them. J-A-double-lesson. That's the lesson. Most beams is infrared, mines is fluorescent. <laughs> you hear, you think of Jada, and you think, and when you think his first album about to drop, you like, oh, shit, Jada about to drop an album, and then the shit don't be like what you thought it was. You just like, God damn. You know what I mean? I remember where I was at when I heard that shit, and that shit was whack. But but I think Jada delivered a little bit. Not too not like we expected, but we expected Jada Kiss to be the savior of hip hop. We really expected Jada Kiss to drop a, his first album and and we wanted that first album to be like the shit, ready to die type shit. Now I'm going to have to go listen to Jadakiss' first album to see if he missed something or if he did something. He's a successful artist. He's not bad. Jada not, not, Nice, top five dead or alive. And that's just off one LP. You know what I mean? So he, he definitely put in work. But what I do like I like the fact that they stay together. What I don't like is the fact that they can't give us quality music. You know what I'm saying? Due to all the legal shit that's going on. And then, 
I think they're just so relaxed they can't catch that wave. You know, the locks can't can't grasp the listeners no more because these kids want to hear shit that don't make no sense. You know, they like the Migos. The locks can't compete with the Migos. And who would have who thought this would even be said? But the locks can't compete with the Migos as far as listeners and as far as um, sales and and shit goes. Yeah, yeah, that Carter 2 was tough. That Carter 2 was fire. That Carter 2 was definitely fire. Um, to the podcast, my boy said, when I asked the question about your favorite album, we'll, we'll put, where were you at when you heard it? He said he was in Jamaica, you know, and he touched down. He heard that album, and it was official. Wayne put in work. Wayne put in a lot of work. Lil Wayne gave it to us, boy. Wayne put in, and he, I'm surprised he's not exhausted. Well, he is exhausted. It took him a long time to put the five out. But um, legal stuff and all that shit. He flooded us with mixtapes. He he crushed us. Mixtapes after mixtapes. The drought, the leak, this, that, da, 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 da. Then he, on top of that, he gives you Young Money. Then he gives you Drake. Not his favorite album, he said. Not his favorite album. Then he gave you Drake. Then he give you Nicki Minaj. Wayne been grinding when it comes to that music shit. Lil Wayne been taking us there for a long time since he was a little boy. He been hitting us. You know what I'm saying? But I ain't really listened to... I, I can't speak on Lil Wayne as a kid, but I can tell you when I heard him, when that bling bling hit, and that bling bling was different. That bling bling was different. Bling bling. Them boys took it to another level with that shit. You know, they made you like them. Who would have thought we would be listening to dudes from like New Orleans? But they made you like them. They made you. They made you enjoy their swag. Birdman and them dudes kind of started all the flashiness as far as rap goes they kind of invented the flashiness the jewelry that was our shit man that was the shit I used to love that song man them boys they kind of pioneered it they kind of pioneered it they took it from they took it from there to here they took it to where we are now they bought it from here from the 90s i think i guess we would say 99 they kind of pioneered everything you know new york started the grills and everything yeah we're not gonna dispute that but these guys kind of branded that shit in hip-hop they branded the shit to the point where they put the shit's real in their mouth Motherfucking teeth was really gold. So what happened to their real fucking teeth? They took their real teeth out and put platinum shit in their mouth. Some wild shit. Now Birdman got diamonds in his teeth. He put motherfucking diamond studs in his fucking mouth. You know, them guys took it to a different level. 
you know, what New York artist did you know was blinging before them young boys was blinging? Dudes in New York just wore Jesus pieces and Virgin Mary Jones and crosses. These guys was icing out everything. Turning this shit into something else. You know, yeah, you had Wu-Tang Clan. They would do stuff. You had Nas. He hit, he hit you with the dinner plate, the QB dinner plate. Remember that? But that came from when they started that shit. The Cash Money started that shit. The Cash Money, I think they really started that shit. That, that, that's right. And I couldn't say Slick Rick because Slick Rick, he, he definitely did it on a different level. He was on a different type of time. But it was nobody. It was nobody, you know what I'm saying? You had them old school rappers like G-Rap and um, Big Daddy Kane and Biz Marquee. But, you know, they didn't put them VVSs in them. You know, maybe Slick Rick started doing some shit like that after a while. But them boys was different. Them cash money millionaires. They turned that music shit upside the fuck down. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of hurt when you see like groups like that break up and they go through shit and they just like, you know, that's just life, man. Um, It really wasn't, y'all really wasn't brothers if y'all let money divide y'all. You know what I'm saying? That's what it all boils down to, that division, that money divided them. Y'all really, they really wasn't brothers. If you let something like a green piece of paper split you up, then you just wasn't built for that, for that relationship. That shit wasn't for you. You know what I'm saying? That was all you was about was that money. But um, them boys had a mean run still running. You know, Birdman could put... Birdman could make a motherfucker hot. He could make a motherfucker hot. You know? So, um... Thank you guys for tuning in. This was alright. You know, we set it off for talking about that Takashi kid. His situation. We, we turned it up. You know, but um, shout out to everybody that tuned in. Shout out to everybody that's um, going to be listening to the podcast later on. I appreciate you guys. Um, thank you guys for um, showing the love and support. Leave your comments if you're listening to that. Leave your comments on the um, podcast. I can see it. I would like to start screenshotting everything and letting everybody see what's being said about the podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. It's New Wave Radio. New Wave TV.